Welcome to the Grow with Grace podcast. Today we have our first guest, Shane Elmore, Manuel FFA alumni and owner of Jester D Farms. Shane, would you tell us some more about yourself, who you are, your FFA experiences, and what you do now? Yeah, my, my name is Shane Elmore. Um, I'm the owner and operator of Jester D Farm. Uh, vocationally, I've been a nurse for the last 18 years. I've worked in critical care, ICU, ER, worked as a flight nurse, uh, uh, passionate about taking care of people, or whether it be people or the land, I, I, I enjoy both of them. Um, yeah, my, my FFA experience, um, of course, I'm, I'm a graduate of, of Mineola, Mineola High School, uh, was very active and involved in uh, the leadership development events, especially uh, parliamentary procedure. Uh, love that. Went to, we went state three years in a row, had so much fun. And um, I was also a district officer and an area vice president. So um, lots of fond memories of the FFA. That's awesome. So this podcast is my SAE and you came to our ag leadership class and you discussed the challenges in ag and how our SAEs are opportunities to solve these problems and serve. Could you restate a little that we talked about? Yeah, you know, it's, to me, it's, it's more about instead of just trying to do the same old SAEs that we've always done, you know, be it an animal or, or something like, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, but there are so many opportunities in agriculture. Um, all it takes is that you have a bit of a, a change of perspective or uh, it's almost like, you know, putting on a different pair of glasses to see things a little more clearly, uh, but there's a lot of problems out there. An example I gave whenever I was going up to the school you know, there's some live oak trees there that I planted as a part of the student council project 25 years ago. And when you look at those trees, they're, they're dying. Um, and so I was talking to the students and encouraging them to, it would be a great research project to find out what's going on with those trees and why they're dying. Um, I've done a little research, turns out it's oak wilt and it's something that's, that's treatable. And so uh, something along those lines would be great. We've also talked about um, when you look over at the project center, you know, whenever they have all those animals in the barn, you, you have manure, which is a nitrogen source, and then you have all the wood chips and the, the hay and the straw, which is a carbon source. But when it comes to composting, you've got this abundant resource there that we're not able to do anything with right now. So you could compost that. You could use that in gardens. You could use it in a community garden. Uh, you could sell it and, and you know, use, you know, production and, and compost. So there's a lot of exciting things there that someone can do. So really the purpose of what I was trying to encourage folks was just think outside of the box, just look for problems and solve them. Um, it, it makes it makes a lot more fun and it makes for a better story as well. Yes, I think a lot of things students don't know is that there's more to SAEs than just showing animals or doing the agri-science fair. Like you can have a small animal management with breeding a dog or working at a business or in a restaurant. So I thank you for sharing that. How does your farm, Jester D, play a role in students' supervised agriculture experiences? Well, you know, I can give you an example. You know, my daughter and her SAE, um, you know, we... We have pasture-raised chickens, and and what we do, she's in ag business with her SAE, and so what we actually do is sell the chickens uh, to Kennedy, and then, you know, we we're the production end of it, and then she's the ag business end of it, and selling the chickens, 
you know, when I came up to the school, I have a vision for my farm uh, and I call it stacking enterprises. I would love to have um, different people out there, particularly students who are passionate about something, but it's expensive to go buy the land. They're, that's the, the biggest limitation for people getting involved in agriculture is, is how do you get started when you have to purchase a piece of land? And so I, I'm encouraging kids to, if there's something that you're passionate about, maybe it's growing shiitake mushrooms, which you can, you can grow shiitake mushrooms in an in a, in a oak log. It's, it's really easy to do. Um, maybe it's gardening, maybe it's pasture-raised pork, uh, you know, whatever, maybe it's keeping bees. I, I want to make Jester D Farm available to students who have a passion for something and they want to do it, but they're looking for the right place to do it. I think Jester D Farm could be that place. What would you say to students who don't know what they want to do, don't know where to start, but do want to do something like that on your farm? What would you encourage them to do? like their research on how to learn how to go about doing that? Yeah, and, and that's, that's a good question. Like if, if a student's, I expect a student to be uncertain about what they wanna do. As a matter of fact, most of the things I'm naming, I probably would not have been interested in whenever I was a student. And so the biggest thing that you can do is, is see what interests you. If, if it doesn't even interest you enough to look it up and research it, it's a bad idea. But if, if something sparks enough interest in you that you're willing to even start off Googling it or watching some YouTube videos on what it's about, that's where I would suggest getting started. But one of the, the problems, and I think we all have this just as humans, we, we have a tendency to read about things and think about things. And so my, my encouragement is if it's something that interests you enough to read about it or Google it or watch a video on it, then you need to move from, you know, what's going on between your ears and actually take action. And so, yeah, maybe it interests you. Yes, beekeeping, that sounds really cool. Well, then it would be finding someone like myself or, or even going onto Facebook to the Wood County Beekeepers Association and finding people that you can get involved with. It may take one time of going out there with a bee suit on where you're like, the heck with this, I can't stand it. And then that's okay, but the, the problem is, is most time we think about it for you know three months. And then when we actually do it, we realize we don't like it. So if it interests you, pursue it. And once you start pursuing it, take action, You know, do something to find out if, it, if there really is an interest there. Yes. Does that I make sense? Yes, sir. There's definitely a lot of things that are interesting to me and especially students, but it's just the fact of even typing it on Google, it's like, but do I really want to do that? I feel like once students just take the action, it'll, everything will go after that. So you said you've been into nursing for a couple, multiple years. Mm -hmm. How did Jester D get started? Yeah, well, you know, I was working, you know, as a nurse and we started off, we bought, we bought 10 acres and I had never I mean, outside of FFA, I've really never done much in agriculture. And we had bought a piece of property. Uh, my wife, her grandmother lived on the property. And so she actually helped me do my first garden. And so when we, uh, we did our garden, I accidentally did a much larger garden than it needed to be. And so I ended up selling some of that produce. And from there on, you know, garden got larger and larger. And we started selling at the Mignola Farmer's Market. And one day, you know, Kennedy would go, my daughter, she would go down there with me. We would sell at the farmer's market. 
one day it was raining and we got there late and there was no more room to set up at the farmer's market. That's when we just decided, you know what, let's try to transition this and move from setting up at a market where people come and see us and we put it actually on social media. And it was kind of fun because within 10 or 15 minutes, we sold out on social media and kind of drove back by the farmer's market where people were sitting in the rain trying to sell to people. And so that's how we got our start. You know, of course, we've added the direct-to-consumer beef. And we, we've had beef cattle for um, probably 12 years out there. Um, but we, we've always just kind of taken our cattle to the sale barn and, and have done it that way. Uh, now we are selling direct-to-consumer. And the way that happened for me was that we feel like we've always tried to treat our animals good. I was, I was actually working in technology sales within the healthcare space. And I was in Amarillo, Texas. We went into a restaurant and we ate. And when I walked out, the smell of a feedlot hit me and it smelled horrible. It was absolutely horrible after eating. And the owner of the restaurant was there and I turned to him and I said, where's that, where's that feedlot at? Because I didn't smell this when I came in. And he said, oh, it's 20 miles south of us. And that smell was so strong. It felt, it smelled just like that, that feedlot was in the middle of that restaurant. And so I made my mind up then, you know, I take too good a care of my animals to send them off to a feedlot for that to be their you know, their destiny. So we, we keep them on farm and uh, our animals have a great life and they, they have one bad day and that's the last one. So, uh, but that's, that's how we got started. That's awesome. So what is the biggest thing you have taken away from being in FFA? Um, that's a good question. The biggest thing I've taken away from being in FFA, um, really what the FFA did for me and it really wasn't even in the SAEs, though it did, they did play a role. Um, the leadership development events helped me a lot. But for me personally, it was, it was the camps and things like that. You know, you'd go to Greenhand Camp or Wood County Camp or Area 6 Camp. And they taught you life skills in, the, in those camps. And so I remember being at Greenhand Camp. And they talked to us about. Um, some of it was about etiquette, like when you go and you sit down at a table, um, you know, where you put your forks and your spoons and all these manners. And that sounds silly. Like, why did you learn that in agriculture? And why is that important? I can't tell you how many hospital CEOs and cardiologists and neurologists across the country in my previous job that I've taken out to eat. And it just taught me little things like that. Uh, as simple as that may sound and as silly as that may sound, it, I'm confident now in that situation. And so the FFA put me in a lot of different situations where I've learned how to be comfortable in my own skin, which at the end of the day, that's where you're able to truly be yourself instead of being uncomfortable and trying to be someone else. And so that's probably the, the biggest thing that the FFA taught me. It taught me a lot about who I am and how to be comfortable with that. I think that's really cool. Something that I heard recently, it's not just ag class, it's life class. And so I think that's a testament to what you just said. That's it. You know, you used to, you know, even if you look back in like the Bible and things like that, when you hear Jesus was teaching, you know, a lot of times his illustration, you know, he looked over this fig tree or he said, you know, I'm the vine, you are the branches. And so uh, a very impactful way to teach life is through agriculture. It's through those experiences uh, because, I mean, we're all dependent on agriculture in some ways. So they're great lessons to learn. Yes, sir. 
So that is all for today, but thank you. I know that there are students out there who will find everything that you said very valuable from your experiences, how you got started and your SAEs. So thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, thanks for the time. I enjoyed it. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.